Happy birthday, Sharon, because by the time this gets posted, <laughs> it'll probably already be here. Your birthday, so I'm just gonna say it as if it was today because, uh, it, and it, it will surely be when people listen to it tomorrow because a lot of people listen on the first day we post anything. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday! Really awesome. Happy I'm birthday. glad you're you're a fellow Libra too, right? So it's nice to have a back to back birthdays almost. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we have two games to talk about. Our nil-nil uh, tie against New Mexico United last Wednesday, and then the unfortunate game yesterday at an always tough place to play at, Colorado. We know with the altitude, it's uh, it's never easy, especially when you have a stadium that uh, has a pretty lengthy field, I gotta say, over like some of the other uh, USL fields. It, it doesn't help, especially with the elevation and... A lot of running and all that and we'll, we'll discuss the goals that they scored on us which i hate to say it but i gotta say it they're definitely candidates for not just goal of the week but even goal of the season too because uh there are two bangers of shots that uh i think were very tough for danny to be able to get a hand on especially that first one too since it was right to the corner but let's go ahead and introduce uh, our team tonight uh, but first start with our special guest you guys have heard him here before in the past but he is a uh, substituting in here for jared who is right now enjoying a good concert rob zombie might be playing right now i'm assuming or maybe one of the other ones but rob zombie's the one that stood out to me <laughs> um but uh welcome john welcome back how's it going man doing really well how's everybody else doing i'm doing a little better but no what, what am i kidding I'm not, I'm not doing well at all too my my team crusoe they got trashed earlier too, and so it's it's been it's been that kind of weekend for me too. Yeah, I, I they scored one goal. That's all I was able to celebrate, but then we got three goals scored against, and so that was a quite a epic comeback on the other team's part. And sack, we, we know what happened yesterday, but hey, we just gotta gotta look forward to better weeks too. Hopefully, it gets better. But how are you, Sharon? Hey, I'm doing good. It's birthday eve, and just had a, a little family celebration at Ilfranayo up in Roseville. And, um, you know, I'm fat and happy tonight because I filled my belly and filled my heart. So it was all great. However, it doesn't overshadow <laughs> the couple of matches that we've had where I can't wait to kind of get into a little bit of it. Um, you know, I, I we've got to turn it around is all I can say. And we have some ideas. <laughs> Oh, well, you said birthday week, and you know we have a birthday jingle here, which actually I think should be playing in any second now. If you can hear it, maybe, or maybe you, you'll hear it maybe after I post this. It just magically pops into the, the stream, and so happy birthday, Sharon, because by the time this gets posted, <laughs> it'll probably already be your, your birthday, so I'm just going to say it as if it was today, because... Uh, uh, and it, it will surely be when people listen to it tomorrow because a lot of people listen on the first day we post anything so uh yeah happy birthday really awesome happy i'm birthday. glad you're you're a fellow libra too right so it's nice to have a back-to-back birthdays almost yeah but john's older than me of course i am we're we we're both born in the same year but his birthday is in advance of mine so He's uh, paving the way for this particular birth year of mine, which I'm not going to state what it is. <laughs> Pretty much any everybody already knows it anyhow. And it's just ancient because if I'm ancient, John is too. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but you're older. 
and you'll always be older. For the this is this is true. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and start us off, Sharon, with a gloss of gratitude because even though we lost yesterday, we we got to find something to be thankful for, right? And have some sort of a optimism here heading out out to. Despite we're going to play against Las Vegas, which that should be some optimism next week, but let, let's uh, give some colossal gratitude, please. And now, one of my favorite segments, Glosses of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some Glosses of Gratitude. So as usual, I'm jumping right in and uh, I want to thank the 22 people that came out to Regional Sanitation Bufferlands uh, yesterday on Saturday to do a massive cleanup of which David Irons brought donuts. But um, it was an amazing effort to clean an area that has probably never seen the likes of our volunteers because we're badgers and we will get it messy we'll get in we'll get scratch we'll get poison oak y'all have heard my poison oak story already but we will do what it takes to remove decades old trash from places that it should never have ended up in the first place so i've just big galazzo gratitude to those folks and of course to my family for you know joining me for dinner and then last wednesday i was still fan of the month and uh, so back down on the field, I went and I was looking around for people to join me. And there's John. And it's like, come on, John, please join me down on the pitch. And he very, he said yes. So we were there with a, a little soccer team from, what is it, American River? Was it American, American River? River? Yeah. Amer- American River. Yeah. American River Soccer Club or FC or whatever they were called. Uh, they were all down there in that little area as well, watching warm-ups. <laughs> it was just, it was it was interesting. I really had hoped for some goals during this little time frame, this little window from our, our players. But we're going to break it down as to, you know, maybe they're just waiting to score on October 1st. We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyhow, those are my major glosses of gratitude. And as usual, just thank everybody. And again, thank the, uh, the, the club for giving me the honor during my birth month um, of fan of the month. That was really sweet. John, anything going on Galazas of gratitude wise? Uh, yeah. Really like to thank my son-in-law. He, he's made it to seven years with my daughter. So yeah, I really, <laughs> really appreciate that. Uh, that was yesterday. Uh, Sharon, I really appreciate uh, being invited down on the field uh, Wednesday night. That, that was tremendous. Uh, to, to get to talk to some of the folks. Uh, and then I, I really would like to uh, send out my my gratitude to Jake Edwards and Mark Cartwright over at Huddersfield for picking up and finding finding the right wording for a contract for Darren Moore. Uh, Huddersfield has gotten themselves a, a pretty good uh, manager, I, I believe, and it'll be fun to see what happens the rest of this year. You know, John, it's interesting, and we'll get to Luis's glosses of gratitude. It's really weird to hear the name Jake Edwards associated <laughs> with Across the Pond because he, for so long, was part of USL. And, yes. you know, and and then he, you know, he, tried, he moved over to the San Antonio region to do some stuff over there with the basketball team, I think. Um, 
And then he's he's over there at Huddersfield Town. It's like, how did that happen? It's just so weird. Hearing his name associated with Huddersfield Town. It's just whatever. But Darren, what a great choice. Anyhow, Luis, what you got? Well, first one goes out to John for um, accepting this uh, same-day invitation here. We, we know that, like I mentioned earlier, Jared's out enjoying himself uh, at the concert, and so we're glad that uh, he's able to step in for Jared here and be able to give us some more insights on, on these last two games and also on some Huddersfield Town news, anything that has been going on there, because uh, we'll probably get more into that Huddersfield Town like complete focus once... <laughs> The sack season is over and we're like stuck without watching any. Uh, that'll be our, our new focus there for uh, the offseason. But um, yeah, other than that, also one goes out to you, Sharon. Uh, you guys know that like we don't get sponsorships here. We haven't gotten one quite yet. We're kind of trying to like work on something as we go. But podcast stickers is something that we haven't really promoted as much because we don't have that many stickers left. <laughs> so we don't want to like overpromise or say we have like a ton of them too since usually i'll share them with uh sharon and jared to just share away wherever they go and all that but sharon um gratefully stepped in to uh, help out with some of that so that way uh, we can get some stickers especially for uh the off season and for uh, the new season make sure that we <laughs> we start off pretty well too and and have enough to be able to share in our everyday lives because we're always um coming across people that we know and people that we've met in, in person and all that. And it's always really awesome to be able to like pull a sticker out, give it to them. And then we get a new uh, listener who then refers more people. And that's how we uh, are able to grow this awesome uh, show that we do every week. But yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for doing that too. Now I just got to look uh, at our supplier and, and see what they got going on and try and get us some more of those uh, matte paper stickers too that we've had in the past that i think have been better than the glossy ones in my opinion but that might just be me i like the matte ones you're right i do i do and you know what i gotta thank john for also donating i'm doing a um a birthday fundraiser i think it ends tomorrow um for sacramento area creeks council and anybody who knows me knows that that's a, a passion of mine to support efforts to um, promote the health of our waterways and anytime you remove trash from anywhere because it all goes into the storm system and it ends up in a creek somewhere and then that ends up in the ocean and john knows how that all works because he's a smart man and uh louis so are you because you've been my friend for a long time <laughs> i don't know if that's a smart thing or not but so i was so pre appreciative of john donating i think tina donated i think chris donated um Anselin donated it was just it's been very lovely to have my soccer friends donate to my fundraiser for Sacramento area creeks council much appreciated because what that does for me individually is if I do a massive cleanup somewhere I'm hungry afterwards they will provide a meal like yesterday we all went out to in and out burger which is relatively inexpensive but we were able to get our meal post cleanup provided for which is a nice little incentive so thank you, John, for participating in that fundraiser. Appreciate that. My pleasure. Oh, that's really awesome. I'm glad that, that you guys have that going on too. And we'll, we could share that link around, right, on, on our pages. I don't know. You well, you said it ends tomorrow, huh? Hopefully. Well, oh, I don't we'll think it – yeah, go ahead, John. I don't think it snaps shut. I think it's still alive. Oh, okay. So we could, we'll try and share it around too. And uh, if anyone else would like to help out with that, I mean, yeah, Sharon does really awesome work and – you know, they, they don't get paid. It's just out of their hearts to like want to make sure that Elk Grove is uh, as clean as, as can be. And being able to do all that is uh, 
it's really awesome, right? Because if it's not for y'all who are out there, we wouldn't really have. I mean, I know their cities have people who try to help, but they can only do so much. So, um, John, knows, it's, yeah. John knows how that goes. <laughs> John has been the director of many public works departments, and the stuff that we do is so labor intensive. There's no way they could pay people, right? And there's no funding for it. Right. Oh. It, it, the, the type of funding that you get, typically it comes from, you know, is gas tax, but that is for the roads and, and you know, basically everything between the curbs. So you can do use some of it for some of the, the uh, you know, collection and the inlets. But other than that, uh, for going and picking up trash, that, that comes out of general fund. So you're competing against police and fire and everybody else. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a really tough thing to, <laughs> to compete against too. So just shout out to to all the group that uh, you guys have going on. Hopefully, you inspire other people. I always say the same thing, right? Of like other cities and and all that, and you would create some sort of like movement where we can have all that and and all that stuff. But um, great. Well, let's go ahead and talk about these last two games. And do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> it was more fun talking about fundraisers and cleanups. <laughs> Than it is to talk about. I mean, the shutout was wonderful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and not and it was not wonderful when we got shut out. Okay. <laughs> All right, Louise, take us through it. Yeah, well, let's talk about the game first on Wednesday. Nil-nil game, right? I mean, it, it was pretty even in my opinion, right? Both teams, I think, could have had good opportunities to win the game, right? And we saw Danny be back in the net, get another clean sheet there. Sadly, of course, the same didn't happen uh, on uh, Saturday. In fact, I was a bit shocked, actually, to see Danny start, considering that he was going to be starting yesterday as well. right? I don't know how you guys felt about that, but especially going out to Colorado and having a trip like that, I don't know, I probably would have maybe held on to him. I I mean, it's good he got the clean sheet on Wednesday and all that, but man, man, was it rough to, to play in that like high of an altitude on Saturday. But I mean, in this match, looking at the starting lineup, we had uh, most of our starters, right? I mean, no, nothing really uh, major. Actually, maybe one of the major things here is that Christian Parano was actually starting the match, right? And I want to hear you guys what you think of his game because it is the first time he's starting. And in the last games, we only saw him get a few minutes, not as many minutes as he got in this match. So what do you guys think of him? And just overall in this match that, again, was a nil-nil score. Well, I know that John and I are probably of like mind when it comes to uh, the way that Parano played this match versus the other match when he came in and it didn't feel like he had a plan. This one felt a little bit different. Um, he actually tore it up. He was he was creating havoc everywhere he went. You kind of want a player to do that. Um, and what it did, did was it freed up some of our other players who, of course, nobody converted any of the crosses into goals. John, what do you think of Christian? Yeah, basically Christian was a man on fire uh, in this in this uh match. He he goes at people, which I think the team, you know, w- with the loss of uh Roro has really you know hampered this team. We we don't have enough people who go go after and try to actually beat somebody. Uh, Dami had, had done so, but I think he's been given such a defense minded, uh, uh, teachings that 
he seems to back off a little bit more than from where, when he was early in the season driving quite a bit. So uh, I, that's if Christian can come in and 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 stay that type of uh, player, uh, go at people. I think he'll again similar to what Russell did at the beginning of the year, where he opened up uh, the play for other other players, and then that in turn gets everybody shifting and puts that person wide open. So, and I think he works well with both Kecko and Russell. So that that's that's one of the, I think one of the reasons when they went to that two man back, uh, why it started to work really well, and I think that's why, you know, in the game yesterday, I think they had the same thought process, and they did almost get a couple of uh, uh, goals uh, that that with that approach too. But you now I I'm beginning to like him. I understand why he's in there. Uh, I. For such a little guy, the guy is strong. Uh, well, nobody, you cannot knock him down. No. And what's funny is when we were down there at field level, both games, Luis, you were there for one of them, and then John was there on Wednesday. We got to see his thighs, and I, I, I think they're oversized for his frame. I think that's how why he is so strong is he's got this engine, you know, between his waist and his knee. Uh, <laughs> that that chunk of body part is super strong i mean they they're they remind me of tommy stewart's oversized you know because tommy stewart had just massive thighs um and, and i think that creates a strength that you can't knock him over and he's he's got a little bit of a a, a pit bull mentality when it comes to keeping possession of the ball and then regaining possession of the ball but, but okay so when you have a guy like christian playing there's pluses and minuses, right? He invokes a little bit of ball watching. So here he is making these moves and trying to get through players and da 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 and open up the space and get the ball to somebody. But you, you're on the, we saw it, Seba. You know, we saw guys just kind of like, oh, wow, look at him go. And then it's like, oh, I'm not in the right spot to be able to be effective with Christian. I'm either not getting myself open, although that's why Kecko gets it because he's used to players like that, because he is one of those kind of players, right? So he's used to drifting and being in a good open position to receive a, a ball, you know, at, at any rate. I don't want to call out names, but, you know, we do have a little bit of ball watching going on when Pirano has the ball. So I think if they can sort that out, Jack Gerd doesn't necessarily ball watch. Jack is really good about getting into the good spaces, uh, on that side when Christian is playing more of a right side thing. I just, uh, I, I, I just want the magic back. You know, I, I want that magic that, 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 get it in, get it, get a goal kind of a thing. And I, we can have a second peak. We had a peak already in the season. I think we're about overdue for a second peak and going into playoffs. You need to have, a, you need to start peaking and we haven't, we haven't had our second peak yet i don't know what do you guys think oh luis you're supposed yeah. to tell us what you think about christian yeah i mean i think he's a good player i've said it in the past that i just think he he's got that adaptation period like granted he's played a few matches in usl he's been you know playing already for like the last three years on and off right because he kind of had a little like loan spell out and um i believe in uh, portugal too but uh i mean he's a guy that's used to usl with all the matches he's played with san antonio so he knows the league, he knows all that too, but 
I think it's going to still take him some time. And I don't know if it's going to be enough time <laughs> with three games left in regular season to like adapt in time for playoffs. But I feel like for next season, we're going to see a whole different player, right? He's going to like understand everyone a little bit better too. So I just, that's why I think I'm not a fan of like when we get players so late in the season, but I get it. Sometimes you have to get some players because you have injuries and all that, but it's not easy to just like step in and already be adapted or already understand your teammates and all that. So, but it's good that the coach gave him this opportunity to start a match, right? Because you never know when you're going to need to start him. And it was good that, um, you know, we, we see, saw him uh, get, get some good minutes in this match too, especially because again, I think he needed to give some rest to some of the guys with uh, yesterday's game around the corner too and with how difficult it was going to be with the travel. And I think people were telling us that with the team traveled like Friday. Was it Friday? I think, yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's really like on and off, right? You just had a game Wednesday night. Now, well, a day and a half later, you have to be on a plane to, <laughs> to Colorado to get a little bit acclimated. You're never going to get acclimated to that elevation in just a few hours and it's it's just tough right but they had um, less yeah. than 12 less than 12 hours to get acclimated because they didn't even get to colorado springs until late at night because of weather delays and then it's a two-hour bus trip from denver to colorado springs so it wasn't a really fun apparently it wasn't really fun you know they they did not have a ton of time i feel for them yeah then but yeah, I mean, once the games happen, luckily there's the last one we're going to see <laughs> at least here for, for this season. But they're never easy games to play because then they had just come off, you know, playing the past weekend and to have this match. It was like, man, could you guys do this match <laughs> on a Saturday, on another day? Like, it's, it's just not not easy, not tough. Uh, but also, New Mexico United, they're trying to make a, a push for playoffs too, right? So you got a team that, you know, we should be thankful, right, that at the end of the day, we, we managed to get a tie with all the circumstances and with, again, playing against a team that has uh, some chances here of uh, getting their playoff ticket there as well. But I want to talk more about yesterday's match because I think there is a lot more to to talk about there and the 2-0. And before we get to the goals, because we got to talk about the goals. They were wonder goals, but we still got to talk about what happened there. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on how the team did overall in this match in Colorado yeah I will tell you that I think um the Lopez bros (laughs) we're not quite ready for prime time um Arnold I I think the sitting two games he was a little rusty coming in I don't know if you guys noticed it Mm -hmm. but when Nick came on different game and Nick has been kind of playing a little bit more, and I think he's a little quicker to respond. He not, might not be as big and as brutish as Arnold, who picked up yet another yellow. Um, and Roe, that's a lot to ask a guy, you know, like Roe Roe to play in altitude. You're still coming, you know, you're still coming into game fitness. Um, I think we had some decent opportunities. But the minute Colorado started, well, when they got their goal, and then they just would not let up on us. I think they know our number that we don't play well at altitude, and they do. That's their home. 
they literally just kind of sat on us. It felt like they sat on us the whole match until second half. What did you guys think? I, I, I think they basically out uh, maneuvered us uh, in this match uh, because of the short week. I don't, I don't think we made the adjustments that uh, needed to be made with what they've been doing here late in the season. They basically had a two-two-five. They uh, they had five people, sometimes six, uh, you know, at the you know, at the eighteen or closer. Uh, they they were overloading it, and in doing so, the effectiveness of uh, Jack. I mean, Jack was in the back line for probably uh, uh, he, and so it really made it difficult to make a a real plunge into uh, you know an offensive and to us making an offensive strike. So we end up going with these long balls, which could be handled by, you know, the two uh, center backs. Uh, you know, most of us, you know, Mahoney was always good enough when he played with us. He'd always make one big error somewhere. But his big error this go-round, we didn't capitalize. And right. so, and it's... It was a situation where, you know, when they had to pull back, they went they went pretty strong defensively. But I kept looking, and they had you know four guys in the box with ball on the side, uh, and one guy, you know, trailing not far behind. Yeah. So they were getting the second balls. Yeah, I think I think Malik was just a real nightmare for us. I think Williams was a nightmare for us. I think Duke was a nightmare for us. Seriously, these guys that were, you know, part of our squad, well, not Williams, but, you know, all the other guys, I think Drew has found a new home at right back um, because he can run and run and run and run and run. I mean, they were, they were playing with a certain type of calm that we were not playing with um, and confidence until we, until the second half, I felt a settle down when, you know, Connor Donovan stepped on the pitch and, took the pressure off of Jared, who was playing in that role. And I think when um, Nick came on, there was a level of calmness and, you know, pressure. And we've got this, you know, there was a, a style of play that seemed to work a little bit better, but we still didn't do anything with, you know, with that shift, with that change, that calmness. We, we still were not able to, you know, find the back of the net, which was frustrating. It was frustrating for the guys. You could tell this didn't feel like Sac Republic to them either. Yeah, no, our typical attitude was in there. And I get it, Redigan. We're playing at high elevation and all that, but it is a little concerning to see, like, just again, that attitude, right? You just got scored on. You got to, like, try and, like, push up and all that. And I just wasn't seeing it right from the typical guys that usually have that. And again, we keep saying it over and over again every time we travel to Colorado. It's always like a nightmare for us. But at the same time, I got to say, if Colorado was really strong at home, they wouldn't be in the position that they are now, right? Like, they would be much higher on the table. So they've had teams that have actually gone to that same pitch and have actually beaten them. So, yes, it just hurts us a lot. But other teams that are probably at the same level of, like, elevation that we are at Zach, have been them right so they're it's not like they're unbeatable but we just need to be more careful right because come playoff time this could be it right two wonder goals like that could just put us out so 
there, there was that too there. I, I get what you're saying too, Sharon. Roro, I, I know he had a start in this match too, but at his age, uh, I just think we couldn't really expect him to. <laughs> I know he, he definitely would want to be there. He definitely would want to play the full match and all that, but it was just really rough seeing him not not be as involved, I think, as he has been in other games. And and it's kind of sad <laughs> in that, you know, again, it's just the all the issue going on there with uh, the stadium and, and such too. But I was surprised to see Sebastian actually starting, considering he had just started on Wednesday. So it's like, should you maybe have decided differently? Maybe, again, maybe Wednesday you start someone else and then, <laughs> but just do different, right? Because they these players were already literally, again, fresh off the plane. <laughs> And then you expect them to put 90 minutes with all the circumstance around them. Like, I don't know. It's it's just a lot more. If I had been at home, maybe it's a whole different story. But you were dealing with this and it, it was just a whole different uh, situation um, right there. But yeah, our hey. former players look, look great, though. I got to <laughs> say, despite, again, how they look like when they came to SAC, which we all know what happened, right? They, we basically trashed them <laughs> in SAC and they did not look the, the same. They looked a lot different here, right? But I have to say, even though they have the elevation to their favor, I mean, you could just tell in their attitude, they were beating us. And this is why they scored the 2-0. They were still putting pressure up front, right? How many times have we played against teams that parked the bus and, and then we were just like constantly on them? But this team was still moving up, trying to like basically secure those three points. And that's how they ultimately get that crazy bicycle kick goal and, and the last few minutes of the match too which we'll we'll talk about right now i know i know we hate to see these kinds of things i know we don't want to see these goals but but you still have to figure out because with every wonder goal there's always maybe some sort of issue that happened that led to that and so let's first talk about the first goal happened in the 29th minute and like i said danny v couldn't do much because it's one of those wonder shots that it's just going right to the corner that I don't care what goalkeeper you name. It's just really hard for any goalkeeper to get that shot away to like even get a hand to it because it's right at the top corner. I mean, I guess maybe if you're a seven foot tall goalkeeper, then you might be able to put a finger to it. But still, it's it's tough, especially since no one saw it coming too. But either way, I mean, he did get the space to pull the shot. But yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, we, we probably should have just been marking a little bit more closer because you never know, right? It's not the first time this happens to us where, like, player shoots a shot, <laughs> it doesn't matter where they shoot it from, and they end up scoring, right? And that's exactly what happened here. So I think we should have been a little bit more, like, attentive to Williams because he is their star guy, right? He's fresh from coming from, I believe, the Egyptian League and... Previously, he was in the USL, I think, with New Mexico and a few other teams and even MLS as well. So this is like an experienced guy that I believe is also in the Jamaica national team and all that. So, yeah, we, we should have been a little bit more uh, careful with him, too, because he he would have been a type of player to maybe potentially get a goal like this. But, yeah, what did you guys think? Well, take a look at, uh, I think that's Russell, how he just sort of stops. You know, OK, I'm handing them over to you. Uh and yet nobody was moving up. And that's where Jer- Jared uh, Timmer was having trouble. He just he he was not moving fast enough, uh, you know. And it happens. But uh, you know, unfortunately, on that one, it, it left it left him wide open, and, and then he hits a perfect shot. You know that that's a 
that's a full boot right through the ball. Hey, yeah, and you, you, you really can't blame either one of those because Luis Felipe and Roro, who are supposed to tuck in into the middle, you know, you know, granted they're they're running, but then they slow their run. You know, they see Timmer at the last minute, you know, trying to put some some pressure on the shooter on Reggie. Um, you know, and then you see Shane Wheat coming in, tucking in, covering for Jared. But it was just kind of it was it it was a little ball watchy, you know? It was a yep. it was a little bit of ball watchy. I don't know how best to describe it. Yeah, well, especially if you'd looked at any of their games prior to this one, that's where they got all their uh, shots from and that's where they got their goals from is you know, above the 18, uh, t- anywhere from 20 to 24 yards out. Yeah, it, it's crazy, right? It's one of those shots that they might shoot 20 of them and <laughs> and get it one out of every 20 shots, but we just happen to be in in that game where he happens to, to get that goal. And honestly, when I saw it, I thought uh, this is probably going to be the goal of the week, right? Until <laughs> we were surprised with an even better goal, in my opinion, than even like this one with uh, the second goal and i have a little more to talk about in that goal because with this one i i I get it right yeah they were they were a little far off too and it kind of like surprised everyone to just see him pull the shot to see him uh pick up that goal like that and uh, yeah i mean i'll I'll give him that right that like okay they probably figured if he pulls the shot it'll probably be above target just like again most of the time anyone who pulls the shot from that far ends up actually just like you know throwing it out to the stands but in the second goal, which again happened towards uh, the the end of the match, there in the extra time, in fact, too, and which we don't typically get goals scored on against the extra time. But again, like I mentioned, this Colorado team just kept uh, pushing through and you know trying to guarantee those three points, making sure that uh, they didn't leave it up to chance to potentially get tied on uh, at the last minute there. And of course, they gave eight minutes, so. They had to be a little more careful <laughs> with that too, and not just that, but this also screwed uh, Sharon's result because Sharon ah. would have gone an extra point. So I gotta say, there was that when I saw the goal, I was like, "Oh, Sharon's got to be really pissed off at Hernandez," which actually is the guy who uh, ends up scoring this goal. Which, by the way, is ah. also a former Oakland player too. Which whatever, uh, yeah, I don't uh, like him right now. I love his goal, but I don't like the fact that I did not get a point. And I'm really sorry I had to make the prediction that we were going to lose 1-0. And when it was holding at 1-0, I didn't want to sit there and gloat, you know, on the chat and just say, hey, I'm going to get a point, but we're not as a squad, you know. And then I was like, no, nah, just keep your mouth shut, Sharon. And then in the background, somebody said it, it you know, after uh, Hernandez scored, it was like, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything about the point. You know, me personally getting a point with a one loss and that I was really sorry I predicted a loss. But anyhow, you were a little quiet there. Yeah, you were a little quiet there. I was like, I know what. <laughs> but like, OK, I mean, oh, well, if we lose, we lose. But hey, OK, there's something I'll go into. <laughs> so that's when he scored. I was like, well, I hate to see him score. But this also means that Sharon isn't going to go one point further on <laughs> than us two. Um but one of the things I want to say before the goal even like happens to like just a, a few seconds before all that goes down, I, I got a thing here with Shane Wheat. And I know I, I've like, I feel bad. I picked on him a few times this season and all that just because I've noticed uh, a few mistakes in my opinion that have ultimately led to goals. But there's sadly another one that I got to say too is that like he tries to cover the ball. And I don't know if no one really told him like, hey, there's another guy coming behind you right i get it to cover the ball when it's just one-on-one right where 
you know, there's only one guy there and you're trying to cover it and, you know, just try to let it go out of bounds. But the fact that he was more concerned over blocking the other guy and did not realize, hey, there's another guy coming on the side. And if anything, he's just helping him <laughs> come through, right? Which, I mean, that, that's a big part of the goal, right? He just kind of comes through. I think no one really expected that. But at the same time, no one was really there to help him with the coverage, right? To make sure that, or maybe just to shout at him, like, hey, you got someone to the right of you. Like, don't cover it. If anything, just like, like just shoot it out of bounds. But don't, don't do that because then you're just going to leave it pretty open to him and that's exactly what happened and of course right the ball ricochets the ball's up in the air we don't know what's going to happen there but the fact is we let the guy who ends up scoring the goal and this is what got me really annoyed in this particular moment is that they allowed Hernandez to not only score that bicycle kick but to also build the play up himself right because if you guys see the play Mm -hmm. he lifts the ball up where was our defense when this guy was doing all that? Like, I get it when a player scores a bicycle kick because the ball's just up in the air and they happen to just get it like that. Okay, I mean, it, there's probably also some mistakes involved, Wait a minute, but, 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 clear. but if they if they went at him, it would have been a PK anyhow because the ball was right in front of him. Well, if anybody got near him when he was setting up his, you know, the the bike, if any if anybody even got near him it would have been a pk because it's all in the box well I, I would say more so like throw yourself at him basically right like just even i get it you might get a pk called but it just it just seemed like we gave him way too much space you can't let a guy like in the box actually like build himself up to score a bicycle kick right to the point where he's he said in a, he basically assisted himself and are you it, saying that just... nobody tracked his run yeah they didn't really pay attention to what he was doing. And it's like, don't don't let him do that. Too. Any player who gets the chance to do what he did, you might have a good shot at actually scoring a bicycle kick because he you could see like all the space that he had to build himself, to build the play up, and also to pull the bicycle kick, right? Because both of our guys there too, I think Connor Donovan and uh, Lee Desmond, I, they almost butt heads, right? If you could tell when like uh, Connor's coming right there. And they're just, I don't know, they're, they're, they're a few yards away from him, right? It seems like there's just so much space right there. That the guy was like, uh, I'm open to actually pull this bicycle kick and actually make it happen. And that's that's what happened. I don't know. It was nanoseconds of uh, time that it all went down. John? It, I know. I, we're, we're back to the ball watch, you think? Yeah. Look, look, at, look at 27 at the bottom of the screen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, let's say Danny got a save there. Where 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 would the ball go? It go in the back of the net because he's right there for the rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the twenty-seven. You're right. Ball watching. Yeah, everybody's ball watching. No, nobody's covering uh, the the other people. And the two, you know, you got three guys sitting in the box, and you only had the two defenders, two uh, center backs, and they're actually dropping off. When, once this ball pops up, and then they drop back, and see they, and instead of, as Luis says, instead of staying up on the ball. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And it, you know, it's again end of a long getting long game, and end of a long week. But it's you know it's time to, I hate to say it this way, buckle up. But uh, you know it's time to time to to face what you got to do when you got to do it yeah and then for a second it almost i don't know it almost looked like it it, it touched the 
Connor Donovan sat there when the ball's going down. And, it, it, it and he's to, right? Yes, I could have. It, it would have been a PK. It, it did. <laughs> if there was any sort of review, you know that that it would have shown that it hit his arm. So I I don't know what he was trying to do there. It almost like he really didn't know what to do, and then it just kind of like goes there. Right? He wasn't sure like what should I do there, but that that's where we lost the ball. Right? It's that moment exactly where the guy who ends up scoring the goal makes contact with the ball. It hits his hand. And then the ball's right there conveniently still, I think, elevated a little bit. And that's where he just, like, elevates it a little bit higher enough to actually uh, pull the bicycle kick and ultimately get the goal. And, yeah, like you said, John, 27 for Colorado was right there. So no matter what, it would have been a goal, right? whether it would have been the PK call or yeah. Danny getting a hand to it. Right. And it, it's just, yeah. You Domi, yeah. where where was Domi and Luis, and you know, tracking back and some of the dangerous players? You know, you're right. You're right about John about the a little bit of the ball watching situation going on. Um, if our guys were gassed, they were gassed, you know, and they yeah. couldn't, they couldn't make the the run back. But it, yeah, I think we're relying a little bit too much on Danny Videolo, you know, yeah, and you can't really do that. I can't wait to see what we do against Las Vegas. Honestly, you know, I'd, I'd love to move on, but there's a couple plays earlier in the in the match where the calls we were. I think Luis, you weren't chatting very much uh, in our in our chat, but there was one play, and I think John disputes that it it wasn't a foul, but Kekka was fouled in the box. Oh yeah, right, John. You know what I'm talking he, about. Yeah, he, he was he was fouled. Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't matter that it was after his shot; it's still a foul. It's still a foul, mm. and there was no call even they could even though it was it could have been an indirect free kick because he was fouled in the box or at least could have been a stoppage of play of some kind but there the ref swallowed the whistle on that one and there were a few opportunities like that that it just seemed like we got homered a little mm-hmm. bit by the refs you know the hometown yeah. refs. and I, brad 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 is not a he's respected fairly well in the community but the problem we have with with him is he does not call the little foul, and he will not call the foul that could determine a game, and that that's his problem. He will call a foul that deserves a card, but usually it's something that's on the outside. It it's nothing in the middle of the, of the field. He, if you notice, most of his <laughs> his whistle did not blow a lot, and when it did. It usually was a card associated with it, so it, I just uh, we 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 had the same thing early on in the year with him too, um, where we I think we had the big discussion about him not calling a couple of fouls in the box. Same thing, guys slid into into somebody. So I, my my apologies for cutting you off, but. Oh, no, uh, yeah. I was hoping you would have taken the microphone away from me. Since we can see each other in the room right here, you just grabbed the mic right, and that was perfect. <laughs> it was your turn to hold the microphone, and, you know, now I'm holding it. And Luis is antsy to get it back because, you know, he, he's, you know, he's that guy. He's our. Well, we're talking officials, so he wants to jump in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Should, should uh, we let him hold the microphone for a little while? I mean, it's, you know, I bought the microphone. I should be able to hold it. It's got like rhinestones and things on it because, you know, we know I'm a foofy girl lying a lot. Yeah. No. 
Just yeah, the no, I know the, the exact play that you guys were talking about too, and I thought the same thing too. I was like, wait, why is no one talking about like the fact that <laughs> Kiko got like dropped to the ground after he pulled the kick? And it, it doesn't matter where you're playing, it doesn't matter what part of the world, that's always the PK call. It doesn't matter if you already pull a shot at any time. If you get fouled afterwards, I mean, that's you didn't get the ball. That's the reality of the situation, right? With any foul, if you get the man and not the ball, it's a foul. It doesn't matter where you are in the field, right? But I don't know. It could have been the referee trying to favor the home team. Who knows, right? We, we've we've known that refs have, uh, have been known to favor home teams. So unless they're playing in sack, then they're not going to favor the, <laughs> the home team. But I don't want to get back into that USL and situation too, where like they're <laughs> seems like we get unfavored and we've had a lot of weird calls this season. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it could have changed the game, right? You get a PK call, and if we would have tied the match, could have been maybe a whole different uh, ball well, game here. It but... Right, it would have changed the momentum, and I think it would have given the guys uh, a little bit of a, a boost, a little adrenaline boost. But what I'd like to do, Luis, and I don't know if you have it ready, is to look at the stats, you know, to see what our level of possession was. You know, I want to see um, the game stats, if that's a possibility. We, we could look at that a little bit. You know, the shots, shots on target, which we sucked at. Um, passes, it looks like our possession and passes were okay. Um, it it just, it's strange. Like, even Colorado pulled more yellow cards than we did, and, you know, they had more fouls. How many corners uh, were we awarded? I thought we were awarded, okay, so we were awarded five. They were awarded seven, um, you know, for whatever reasons. So. Is there anything to be thankful for with respect to this match? Nobody got a red card. Yeah. Well, the fact that we just got one yellow card, although I do have to point out that one yellow card, like you mentioned, Arnold <laughs> coming back and he's like, I need to get another yellow card. But I have to say his foul was actually worthy of a yellow card. In fact, it could have even been a red card. Yeah. And the, the guy was like just shouting at the referee. And I was just going to say, Arnold, do not actually complain. You actually got a pretty good deal right there. And and that's one thing that, you know, the guys need to know, right? Is like, you just got to be upfront, right? If you actually know what you did, which, I mean, you know what you did. You know if you actually <laughs> got the bar or not, then just don't say anything more. And just in general, I mean, what, I always say that, right, too, with the guys. Don't yell at the referee. Let us do that, especially, I mean, if it's at a home match, of course, <laughs> that's what we're there for. I know Coach Briggs doesn't like that, but I'm sorry, Coach. It's in my nature. I'm going to yell at the ref. Nothing's going to change that. <laughs> um, but yeah. the the players shouldn't be doing that because you can get another yellow. And and in Arnold's case, it's like, don't keep accumulating those yellows. I know that we're further on the season where he couldn't get a third ban. I, I wouldn't think so or in this in the playoffs. I'm not quite sure if playoffs, uh, they you know reset all the yellows received or they still keep accumulating. <laughs> but still, it's like, just just try not to be the leader, the yellow card leader of the league. That doesn't look too good on YouTube, but um, but especially again when it's a foul that was clearly a foul, like the one that he did, which probably shouldn't happen. I, I believe it was like in the middle of the field too, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and you shouldn't be pulling those fouls in that zone. Oh, Brett, Brad hasn't issued a red card in three years, so I, oh. I would I, I did not expect him to issue one. <laughs> There, which means he also keeps track of yellows and will not issue a second yellow to anybody. So, you know, it, it's really interesting to, if you look at his stats, 
it's kind of crazy. But, uh, you know, whereas in our New Mexico game, had pretty good officiating. You know, I think it was still, you know, he had a couple bad calls or missed calls. But uh, overall, you know, not bad. You were yelling at the officials, John, that whole, the whole match. I, I heard you yelling, Alexis. Uh, yeah, Alexis, it missed, he missed a couple out in the middle. And I, I just wanted them to know that we knew who they were. <laughs> at least we weren't, we didn't need to chant ref, you suck against at the New Mexico match. Right. You know, I don't know. It should have been like, Hey, can we just move the goal mouth around a little bit so that actually something will go in? You know, because anyhow. Well, hopefully we don't have to yell at come playoff time because I am ready. Come playoff time. If, if we get bad calls, that, that's going to be the loudest we'll ever yell, right? Because it's like, okay. hey, season I've is almost over. I've opted in for my playoff ticket, so I'll be at the games. No. Yeah. Is that all? Do we have to do that already? I think if you do nothing, <laughs> you're in. Okay. Yeah. And that basically, I don't think you have to do anything. Um, you may want to double check that, but the prices are, you know, they, they go up the deeper we go into playoffs. Yeah. I, I think the, the final match, the, the, if we make it all the way, I think it's $500 a seat. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, if we made it to the final, that would be worth it. If we had oh, to pay yeah. that. I would <laughs> so. We... Yeah. As long as uh, it was. I don't know. Would we be able to uh, relocate the uh, concert schedule for that day? Oh my God, you guys! Oh, with Foodie Land on the first, I'm hoping that the rumor is true that they're they're thinking of moving the game start time to earlier. You know, I'm even if it's an hour earlier, it'll help us because the last time Foodie Land was a freaking nightmare. Wait, so that would fall on technically when the USL final is the USL no, no, Cup no. Final? no, no, no. No, that's this week. That's this this Sunday. Foodie oh. Land again is this Sunday. The game you're going to, Luis. Of all the days they had to pick a Sunday, that, that <laughs> just that's that's just insane to me. How how was it not on a Saturday? Like last time it was on a Saturday. Yeah, F- Foodie Land, and it screwed us that day too. How did they, they have something against us? I'm just gonna say it. I don't know who organized Foodie Land, but. <laughs> They're they're looking at the schedule. They're like, when does Sacramento play? Oh, on a Sunday. Oh, guess we're gonna do it on a Sunday, right? Like, oh, and the Sacramento plays at four o'clock. Okay, we'll start Foodie Land at four o'clock. Yeah, we're good. Wow. It, it just <laughs> if, yeah. If we get to the second week of the playoffs, that's even worse. We oh. we have the Sacramento Auto Show that weekend, oh, yeah. and we have a concert scheduled for all day Saturday. So that means that we would have to get moved to a Sunday game. And but it'd be a day after a concert. Oh, and the while, pitch! Wow. While the while the auto auto show is still going on. Oh Jesus! So I I hope Todd's getting on the phone to somebody. Oh <sighs> wow, that's the last thing we needed, right? It's like okay, now yeah. the pitch the pitch is already bad enough as it is, and <laughs> oh, it's horrible it, but... right now. Oh, there's three more concerts this year. <laughs> yeah, again. This is why we need to have that stadium already in progress because it just it's just gonna keep happening over and over again. It seems like every year they add more events, right? It just it just feels that way. <laughs> every year there's more, but uh yeah, yeah. And Sally, there's no I mean, I guess there's always the alternative menus. I know you don't like it, Sharon, but I mean there's uh, there. don't 
Yeah. Match. Don't even <laughs> mutter the words. Well, I, I, okay. well nope. would you prefer that or Foodie Land? My nightmare. Um, grass pitch. The players hate artificial. Forget it. Move Foodie Land to Hughes Stadium and let us just have our grass. They should move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They could. They could move it right there. I don't think anyone would be like, "Oh, why isn't it there?" Right. Just. Move it to Golden One Center. Move it to the Convention Center. Move it to, they have plenty of indoor venues they could just have it at too, right? So, but no, I don't know. We'll see. I, I highly doubt they would move anything, and they would just be like, "All right, well, forget you. We're just gonna." Sh-. And then not not just that too, but the parking lot situation too. Ugh, don't even. That, that I would even be. Wanna, I'm not gonna even yeah. start stressing. I'm not starting. I'm not gonna stress. Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, let's let's you know hopefully move on, right? I guess we're like. Getting ahead of ourselves too. Let's first of all get past the first yeah. playoff game, and then and then we'll we'll definitely figure out what. But I'm sure they they should try to like look into that too. And if they're not Connor, then Connor put it in the radar. If maybe they're not realizing it, because I I didn't even know these things were happening. That could coincide with our schedule too. But yeah, put it in the radar too. And the people who manage the grass pitch, make sure that you are taking really good care of it too, because. Uh, well, first of all, we just need, we need to be good, right? Concerts, no concerts. It needs to be good for playoff time, and we're only a few weeks away. So that's I don't know. It could end up hurting us playing at home. At the end. We don't we don't <clears throat> we don't have the money that what is it? Atletico Madrid? No, which which team has the greenhouse where they retract the pitch into an underground greenhouse whenever Ooh. they have other events at the stadium? Is that it, you know, it, it is? It's it's one of the Spanish teams. You're right. I, I think it's Real Madrid. I don't think it's the Atletico yeah, it, Madrid. It's Real, it's Real yeah. Madrid. Yeah, they have the money to put the pitch away, but you wonder how it feels because it's it's growing on a a plate of something, and I don't know what what. So I don't know how much soil it doesn't have like a natural give to it because it's it's being grown on. Mm. A hard surface, so who knows? Can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine tearing it up so much that you hit the hard surface, hard, you know, whatever it is, steel or concrete or, yeah, John, I, I wouldn't know what they would use. I would imagine it'd be concrete. Well, no, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a truss system. I, 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 th- I believe with a, I'm not sure if it's if it's a lightweight concrete, uh, yeah, or or something, but it's. Last, at least when I saw, you know, from what I saw, it's about a foot thick. Okay. Of soil, so it's a it's an amazing system, which I think every every soccer field should look at doing something like that. But then, you know, not everybody is funded by billionaires on top of billionaires and making billions every single year. Well, it, it was like the one that um, can't remember which which one of the U.S. stadiums for a while they had it that it, they just had a sheet that it rolled out to the outside and then they pushed it in oh right right right. yeah for you know for the indoor games true true all right we are looking at what's ahead luis has pulled up the (laughs) remaining schedule lights uh rgv away and then back home to play miami yeah which uh, depending how things go, RGB might be eliminated from playoff contention by then. They have a, a game in hand. They have two more games before they 
uh, play our game, which would be great for us. Not not that you know we're wishing them any <laughs> bad luck or anything too, but again, they could potentially be a team that has nothing to play for and uh, could be a quote unquote maybe easier game to get points from right there. Uh, but Las Vegas Lights, they've already been out. They've been out for a long time already too. So it's good for us to play against them. And then Miami FC is also um, pretty below in the standings as well. Although they do have a, a chance depending how the top teams do. But there could be also a chance that by the time we play against them, they're gone. They're out of playoff contention. So that's the good thing, right? We have three games left, but potentially against three games that may not have anything to play for. Maybe other than just the motivation of wanting to make sure we don't keep uh, as high of a point as we want to keep uh, to maybe get that first place, which is now looking like it's it's a little bit further on, as, as we'll talk about here in the standings, because... With three games left, and most teams have three games left. There's uh, one or two that have like a game in hand still. But um, we're sitting at 55 points. Uh, San Antonio is now inching a little bit closer to us too with 54 points. So just one point away right there. And then below them, you got San Diego Loyal, who does have a game in hand, 47 points. But they could potentially be five points away from us. Now, if they don't win that game that they have remaining, then that would just mean that all we would need is just one point to basically secure a top two spot. So not that, again, we're wishing them to lose, but if they do lose, that's a good sign for us too in, in that aspect. Now, Orange County's in the same situation as well. Game in hand, 47 points. We also kind of need them to lose or again tie. And then all we would need is a, a point or two to guarantee that top two spot right there. You got Phoenix Rising in fourth place with uh, 47 points, 31 games played. Uh, Colorado, uh, who got the win yesterday, and really important win that we uh, gave them <laughs> uh, yesterday because they are now a little bit better in sixth place uh, right there with 43 points, one game in hand from us right there. But doing the math too, they have four games remaining. That's 12 points. They could tie us in points, but uh, we beat them in the overall uh, scoreline there too. So. There's no way they can get beyond there. So basically at this point, we can't go below fifth place is kind of how it's looking like right there. So we can't quite yet guarantee that we'll get a home playoff advantage. I mean, it's looking pretty close. But um, and again, if they happen to tie or lose or one of those teams does that, then uh, we should be solid. But I just can't claim it right now until <laughs> we actually see that happen. But what what I could say again is that uh, we're sitting pretty good because we can't go below uh fifth place there and then below them we got our neighbors Oakland and Monterey who actually played against each other and wisely they actually got a tie which ended up actually favoring <laughs> both of them sitting at 41 points uh but Sharon's Monterey which she's had faith in the whole season they're right there hoping that El Paso doesn't get a win because they got one more game than El Paso and also that RGB doesn't get a win because RGB has a game in hand <laughs> to catch up to them so It'll be interesting to see what, what ends up happening right there with them. But uh, but it's looking like, you know, it could be El Paso RGB maybe getting a, a last-minute ticket there since they're just within a few points from each other there. And then New Mexico's got 37 points and 11th place uh, with 31 games played. Still kind of a chance right there. I mean, it's not too far off for them. So, uh, yeah, things are getting heated up right there and with, for those... Uh, Last three spots, I think from sixth to eighth place, it could still be anyone's uh, game for playoffs in the Western Conference. So it'll be interesting to see see what happens there and see if our fellow neighbors manage to 
to stick around. And if they do, then this would be the first time that all California teams actually uh, make it to playoffs, which would be interesting, right? Considering there's I would love a- that, you know, it, it's been a while, you know, and it's, it's, it's been a while. So it'll be really cool to have that happen. You're right. Anyhow. So that's where we are um, with the standings and with possibilities. And, you know, we always pull for our teams, especially the pseudo Northern California teams. And I kind of lump Monterey Bay into that um, just because, you know, they have a good climate and they're North of Bakersfield. (laughs) So, um, and their coach too, right? I should add, (laughs) you're a big fan of their coach. (laughs) I, I really enjoy Frankie Yellow. I think he's a, he's a, he's a good person. Um, and a good coach for them. I, I don't know why they haven't done as well this season as I thought they would have. Um, but once again, in predictions, I believe um, Rob McAllister pretty much nailed uh, what you see right now. I think he was pretty spot on with his uh, er, you know beginning of season predictions. It's kind of weird. I, I think I need to listen to him more often in the beginning of every season so that I, you know, can, I don't know. I, I don't know what's in his head and why he makes it, but he's been, he's been right more than he's been wrong. Yeah, no, that's, that's really great to be able to get the predictions right, right there too. And also in the East as well, you, and you look at the top teams, a lot of those are the usuals, right? Pittsburgh, Charleston, Tampa Bay, Memphis, Louisville is actually kind of like more, a little more towards the middle uh, right there too. But the good I news for eleven. Us. I, I think Indy eleven was a little. I, I didn't expect them to finish as strong or you know be as strong coming into the end. Um, but yeah. they, you know they're they're looking like they're right in there, so that's cool. You know, you always know that a team like Pittsburgh is going to do well. I mean, they just create such good soccer in that part of the East Coast. But anyhow, yeah. so what's next? Do we talk about podcast? Oh yes, we we talk about that. And if Jerry were here, he would probably be like. I don't want to talk about it because, I, but that's what happens right? when you pick last in the first game. And like you always say, Sharon, he doesn't have it written down. He's always trying to go against us. Now, granted, he did go first in the second match. So it, that just happened to work out that way too. But I, I told him, right, you take a risk. You don't know what's going to happen because if we look back, we've yeah. been close. No you one's gotta, got on the score line. Yeah, look at <laughs> what Sharon. Yeah, you got to look at uh Look at this thing. Look at this thing with you. and Oh, Luis, I didn't realize you switched them. I swear to God, you and I were not the same on the yellow cards. How are you copycatting me on the yellow card points? I oh, yeah. I be all by myself. I thought you picked Colorado. Oh, no. So me and you picked it. That's why I said uh, uh, Jared could have been first place last okay. week, too. Yeah, all I was right. like, he. Jared took a risk, though. I mean, I got to kind it to him. Our scoreline. That was good. Yeah, our scoreline for Colorado. I was the only one that was even remotely close. Yeah. Yeah, and you could have been if the game would have just ended, and then if the referee would have just been, you know what, I'm done. I can't. Yeah, let's go to the points. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go to the total points. Where are we? You and I each got a point for the yellows. So. Yeah. Scroll uh, up, scroll up, scroll up. I want to see you add the points to our thing. uh, I I added the points already too, Sharon, but you're still (sighs) in the way. That's why I'm not so excited to look at the points too. Yeah. So that's why I did. I I like looking at the bottom part. We were tied. No, no, no. You are not going to drag your feet on this. We are getting right to the meat of the the situation with Sharon's with 22 points. Okay. We're all right. So Sharon's 22. 
I got many points though. I'm not sitting in last anymore, which I'm happy about because I was like, I can't not be last. Sorry, Jared. Someone's got to be last. <laughs> but now we're just a two and two differential between, right? So you got 22, I got 20, Jared's got 18. So, sorry, Jared. I know the Sharon's getting away from us. Now I got to say though, like for playoff time, we might be doing a double point so, scenario. So or don't we have an interim gift or interim trophy for league, regular league, who won the regular league? Don't we have, like, anything interim? Like, can't you buy me a sandwich or something? <laughs> we we established that. We, 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 oh, <laughs> okay. I was going to say, anything can happen. There's three more games. I know, All of a right? sudden, you get the wrong yellow card. And I, we well, might have Let's look at the predictions against Las Vegas because John's in there. He's we're we're putting him in the mix just for fun. Well, but the other thing is, you can get yourself a special award uh, for the end of, end of the regular season. Uh, Luis will let you buy the uh, stickers. <laughs> yes, that, that's a good. One. <laughs> that is that's special. Yeah, that might be a good one for next season too, right? Last place has to pay has to buy the stickers. That there might be, go. yeah, that might be a good one. Everyone benefits. Everyone's like, <laughs> some, we're going to all win. Everyone's going to get a freebie. <laughs> That's um, well, yeah, let's take a look at the our uh, predictions for this next match. And again, just so everyone knows, after this match, we have two more games. But playoff time, the points will continue. So it doesn't matter who's leading the way. After that game against Miami, we're going to have a, at least one playoff game, potentially more. But it could just be one there, so... Keep, keep an eye out for that because there will be more points, extra time, all that good stuff that we had in Open Cup. Plus, maybe double points. I'll have to see if Sharon and Jared are in agreement with that. If we could do a double point system where instead of getting one point, you win two points. Just to spice things up a little bit, too, for playoff time. Uh, but that, that'll be for a few weeks from now. But um, Yay! we actually used the proxy. Sharon picked. Uh, so I got to tell tell you who I picked for my proxy because we're doing proxy week. Um, I, I picked Jorge. Um, and if you all know Jorge, he's the guy that I, that I always tease <laughs> and I ask him cause he's, he's a fan and he's a, f- a friend of some of the team guys on the team, but he manages to get down on the field after the match is over. And then he comes over to the rail and he goes, you want my autograph? And it's like, God, Jorge, what are you talking about? So now it's a, it's an inside joke between Jorge and I, it's like, I, when I see him, I was like, can I get your autograph? Yeah. So anyhow, Jorge is my <laughs> proxy and he picked. For me, 3-1 sack winning with Kecko scoring the first goal for us. And if Kecko does not see the pitch, he picked Russell as my backup. And he also picked Sac Republic getting the first yellow. Yeah. Now, let's remember last time that we had proxies and I uh, picked Jorge. He, of course, gets Kecko. And he's the one who actually scored first. So uh, I owe a point at least to, <laughs> to Jorge as well. So Are you gloating? Customer. Are you gloating in... In arrears, yeah. I mean, we'll fi- we'll find out in the season two because if I end up winning by one point, I'll be like Jorge. You were you were a part of that because maybe I would. I, I don't think I would have said Keko. I'm just gonna, just gonna say it for that game. I know it was a last minute proxy kind of asked too. I think it's because we had him there as a guest, and I was like, hey Jorge, <laughs> yeah, I need a proxy. And uh, was that uh, when I had that. John? John was my proxy, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. I believe that's the one too. And we actually have it here too. That was back when we played against Oakland. And uh, oh no no Tina was your proxy in that was, one. Oh, yeah. I have not used John as my pro. Oh John, yeah, you spelled his name wrong. It's just J O N. Oh yeah, 
John used him for the game against Indy. He did get you a point, though. He said Sacrapoli would get the first yellow, Yay, and our proxy said Indy. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, there's there's that too. And actually, Jared got a point in that one game because uh, Scott picked Russell scoring first. So that there was there was that too. So, okay. um, but in the last we did proxy that was against Oakland, and everyone got a point because of that issue with the same minute yellow card. Oh, right. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's when Jared actually asked for VAR. Maybe I think the only time that VAR has been asked for here yeah. in this competition, which we did. We yeah. definitely did a VAR. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, that's that's his prediction there. And uh, for Jared, he once again went with Scott. Scott has a more optimistic view of things, too, which, hey, I wouldn't complain if I saw this. I'd actually be pretty happy if Scott got the right scoreline mm-hmm. here. He says a 3-0, which could happen. It's against Las Vegas. But again, we can't be too confident, I think. But we'll see. He says uh, Russell will be scoring first. Then if Russell doesn't see the pitch, then Jack would get the goal. And first yellow card, Las Vegas. So having uh, uh, some faith in uh, in the referees actually favoring the home team for once. <laughs> um, as for me, uh, I chose Tina for my proxy. She said a 2-1 SRFC win. Uh, it's a little bit more conservative than I think everyone else here in the scoreline, uh, which again, we never know Las Vegas. They've been known to pull some like interesting scorelines this season. I know they've been last place, but you never know. She says uh, Sebastian would score the first goal. And if he doesn't see the pitch, then Luis Felipe would get the goal. And first yellow card, Las Vegas. So basically, Jared and I have the same yellow card. Sharon's got a different one. So Sharon, this could be... This could be a critical point right here. If Las Vegas gets the first yellow card, I will only be one point away. Again, given that no one gets a point in everything else, but since that's the trend that we've been seeing, I'm just saying that someone's going to get a point. That's what I always say, which is nice when we all pick different uh, yellow cards there. Um, now, John, I know we got your picks right here, but what, what are your picks? Uh, we'll go ahead and let you say them. Well, I have, I had 3-1 uh, Sacramento. Uh there was a little change in the approach of the last game, and it looked like the uh, midfielders were trying. They were trying to give him more shots, so I put Luis down as a possible first uh, goal. And if he doesn't see the pitch, then uh, Jack was making some movements towards the middle. So I, you know, tr- thought I'd tr- put Jack down, and then Sac Republic should get the first uh, yellow. Uh, just the way we play, and we better come out hard and fast so um i almost hope that they get the first yellow because that means they're, they're gonna then they're out there trying to do what they have to do maybe that's similar to, to sharon's prediction right there too except the the score but we know jorge and keiko fan and <laughs> he's gonna well, go with that too but yeah <laughs> the, the question is is uh when if we're up three nothing will sharon be rooting for las vegas to score <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh my God, that is so funny, right? So that Jared doesn't get a, a point. Yeah, but I mean, Jared right now is not the big threat. Um, the big threat is Luis, and so you know, I want to sit with Tina. You know, I want to sit with Tina and Luis at this game, but you know, it's it's kind of with these scores and. Huh. <laughs> It's yeah, that that's true. I, I'm I I want to sit next to you just in case the score is like that. Or heck, <laughs> if, if we're two one, you're gonna be shouting at the ref so much for any PK call. Call tell him like, 
Call that a PK. Call that a PK. <laughs> that was a PK. <laughs> Way to get the post. Yeah. So it, uh, it's good when we have difference, and especially when we have the other team scoring, right? Because if they score, then we're not like, oh crap, like none of us are gonna <laughs> be able to actually get a point there. But um, but yeah, it, it'll be really interesting, especially whoever pulls the first yellow card, Sharon, because uh, someone's gonna get the first yellow card, and we know that's that's so typically that's what comes first, right? Usually before a goal. And usually we know someone got a point already and <laughs> you feel pretty good about it too. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. I think someone, I think someone's going to get two points out of this one. I All think right. someone's going to get the score line after, I don't know how long. I think it's been, whew, I think it's been a few months since. You were the last person to get the score right. Oh yeah. At the game that Jared went to at Tampa. And that game was like months ago, right? I think back in like May, maybe. Oh, yeah. Time ago. Well, uh, uh, so, considering that we've only scored three goals in the last six games, you know, we it, we, are, we do need to to score some goals. Uh, the last game prior to those six, we won three one. So oh. hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> uh, we can do it again and uh, again break out a little bit. Uh, so we'll have to see. Las Vegas just tied San Diego today, so. Uh, you know, they, you know, which Las Vegas shows up is going to be an interesting question. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And a San Diego team that, again, is like up there on the table. They're trying to end their final season of existence, really, in like the best way possible. Again, a shame that they had to go what they had to go through. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that'll yeah. be interesting to see, see what happens there. Now, I'm also interested in knowing, uh, Sharon, are you going to celebrate if First of all, if Las Vegas gets the first yellow card, and if we're winning 3-1 and then we score the 4-1, are you going to celebrate that Fort Sac Republic goal? Considering that they would have just taken away a point from you, and then I I wouldn't have gotten a point, but you just would have just been out a point? How you underestimate my <laughs> fandom. I'm more a fan of this squad than I am of the stinking game that we came up with to keep ourselves entertained throughout the season. <laughs> I am down with Sac Republic running up the score. I would love to see a 6-0, 7-0. I don't care. I want to see goals being scored. I want to see that net rattle and not because it bounced off the outside or the whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> you know me better than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's oh, fun well. to chide, you know. Yeah. And it's fun, like you mentioned, to some people in your section actually, like, looking at you like, hey, you just got a point. I know. Right? <laughs> also <laughs> funny when you mentioned that. Because people now, know, they're keeping better track of things than I am. I, I don't keep track of things either. So it's nice when other people could tell us, like, hey, you just got a point. Like, you oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I forgot what I said a week ago. I mean, it's these, I mean, it's just. Yeah, like you said, we're not thinking about this. All it's just more like the fun of it too. To realize, oh, I, I said that great, great on great on my one week old self uh, for actually <laughs> saying the right thing there. Yeah. Um, but um, awesome. Well, we got John here, and since we got you here, and you're wearing that Huddersfield Town jersey, which is really awesome, and we're trying to get our hands on one ourselves, so we're trying to like see if we can ask our uh, podcast friends if. Uh, they could ship us three to like kind of save on that end of the cost and all that. But to just tell us a little bit more, John, of like Cuttersfield Town and like their uh, 
their upcoming game. I know tomorrow, as of this recording, but on a Monday at noon is their, their next game. But how they've been doing the season so far? Well, they've got uh, eight points out of their first seven games, sitting in seventeenth place. Uh, that was un- all under Neil Warnick. They've actually picked up all seven of those points, or seven out of the eight points in the last three games. Uh, but what has happened is that the, uh, Kevin and uh, his uh, operating staff over in Huddersfield have felt that they have found the person for their three-year plan, uh, and that is Darren Moore, who, who they brought in as a new manager uh, starting tomorrow, uh, Monday. And uh, you know, for that'll be his first game. He would first uh, training session was Saturday with his team. Uh, there's a couple of really good uh, uh, interviews that are on uh, the Huddersfield website if anybody's curious uh, and want to find out a little bit more about him. But uh, I thought it was a very good choice. Uh, individual who has had basically, you know, was a uh, first-time manager as a replacement manager up in, up in the Premier League and took a team that was um, everybody thought was on its way out uh, to relegation. And then he got them down to the last week that before they were finally eliminated and, and sent back down. Uh, so that, that was an interesting uh, year. That was back in 17. I even re- remember that. And then uh, last year, he's the one that, got Sheffield Wednesday up, uh, promoted. And then uh, for some reason, the management at Sheffield Wednesday decided that they, they didn't want to hire him for uh, the Premier League. So I, I think this, you know, he's he got his whole staff with him. This is, I think, is a great addition. I, he's very personable. He's, you know, nobody can be Neil Warnick, but, you know, he does have the personality of, uh, of an of a Neil Warnick type, and I think uh, Cartwright and Edwards both uh, really interviewed their candidates based upon the players that they currently had and what they thought they would be able to bring in over the next couple of years. And so I think they have a manager that fits the team, not somebody who has to is who's going to blow it up and want to put more you know, rebuild. So their idea is not to not to rebuild, you know, use the use the baseball term. They're going to reload, not rebuild. Um, and so, I think Huddersfield is primed to get themselves in the mid table. Uh, I I don't think they're, you know, they're not going to get much farther than that. Uh, but they have not put any limits on themselves. Uh, so this this I think should be a good uh, good match to see how the players react uh, Monday to uh, have the new new coach, new manager, manager, assistant manager, and first team coach in. Uh, what I think will be really important is they brought in a new uh, goalkeeping coach, and I think that's where they have some strength, but I think th- this guy's going to make them better. Nice, yeah, and that team they're playing against tomorrow, Coventry, 
is actually sitting in 19th place, which uh, which is good, right? Especially for a starting coach to play against the team that is uh, maybe below them. And it, it sounds like I'm saying like, oh, they're really below them, but they're just one point away. You can start a season. Teams are still within a few points from each other and all that. But, you know, it's it's good, right? You have an even matchup against a team that is, uh, that's got a similar statistical record to you. Again, just, just a point away from you, but uh, should be... Uh, one that if you all are able to catch it, make sure you catch it live uh 12 p.m. again. Games are on ESPN Plus, right? All the games are still being... Yeah, this, this one it will be on ESPN Plus. Uh, the, their ones on Saturday are not always. So uh, I, I actually you know, decided I'd, I'd get their uh, Yorkshire BBC bro- uh, broadcast, uh, which is kind of fun because it's actually a guy doing radio with the television going so <laughs> you you really get a lot more information than uh than you do during a normal match oh nice that's awesome and also supporting the local broadcasters over there too and um you know being able to keep us updated right here too and, and we always appreciate being able to hear more about our again our sibling teams uh hopefully hopefully one day they set up a sac republic huddersfield town uh friendly matchup i know it'll it'll happen sometime right they just have to properly plan the logistics for it too and how amazing would it be if sack got the chance to fly over there right so we always appreciate john because we have a chat in the back where he gives us a lot of the updates well all of the updates pretty much on on huddersfield town and so it forces us to kind of go and take a a a little bit of a look because you know also providing links you've done that for us where we can easily link to the news of the day about you know Huddersfield Town and then comment on their fan page or comment on their own um Facebook wall and so it's been kind of it's been kind of nice to just kind of have that that flavor and then to have you actually being like our little resident fan expert on we we thank you so much for doing that i enjoy it what else is there to talk about? I think we's done. Yeah, I, I think we, we've uh, talked about all that we had to talk about. Again, not not the most exciting episodes, y'all, and you don't hear our excitement as much, right? Because of, well, me and Sharon, because we got the points too. That was a, a nice little <laughs> bonus thing right there too. But, uh, but hey, we just got to keep our heads up again. We knew going into Colorado wasn't going to be an easy match and all that. We do have to, again, fix some of those things right there because... One of those wonder goals could kick you out of, you know, the playoffs. All you need is just one, one zero, you're out. The whole season is out the door, and and whatnot too. But you know, the good thing is we got two more home games out of the three games left. You win those two games, don't worry about what everyone else does. You're gonna secure a, a home advantage at least for the first two weeks of playoffs if you potentially move on, which is always good. So you gotta be strong at home in these uh, next two games, and then. At least pick up a point from uh, RGV, and then you know with that you'd have seven points, and you'd be sitting pretty well in the overall table as well, not just in the West, because uh, we got to look at that in the event that you know team makes up to the final there. But any well, last quick, words? Yeah, quick thing on the on on the West, the night, and the important thing is we have the tiebreaker with everybody except Orange County, and then overall of uh, the top. Four, I think it's four teams in the East. Currently, we we have the tiebreaker over them uh, f- because our goal differential is better uh, than th- than them. 
The only people that we do not have a better goal differential is San Antonio, but we have head-to-head against them. So we're, from a tiebreaker standpoint, we're in good shape, uh, considering. Uh, But it's just we got to get Pittsburgh to lose three games now. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the tough part. Yeah, five points away from us at 60 points, same games played. That that's yeah, that that's the the rough part too. But yeah. that just means that if we do make it to the final, y'all get ready for a trip down to Pittsburgh then, which uh would mean another East Coast <laughs> cross country trip. But uh, hey, if we do make it that far, and if it's not at SAC, I mean, I'm sure you guys would be there, right? I would probably be there. We would grab Pittsburgh the next in one. November could be dicey, icky weather, so we'll see. You know, I'm kind of a California. You know, it's nice to <laughs> um, have. <laughs> I, would I, will, I, I will be there if I can. And that's, that's, you know, Riverside, Riverside on a, on a cold, windy, uh, Pittsburgh day. I don't, I don't know if that'd be a great time, but I, you know, it'd still be a great match. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, send me up, Sharon. I, I'm going, if it's yeah. at Pittsburgh, I'm, I'm going to face, the, and I don't like, you know, flying with like terrible weather like that, but oh, you don't even like the cold. I'll put up with it just for that okay. match. If it happens there, right? Okay. Because okay. we're hoping it's more on the west side so that way it's not too bad. But okay. again, we're I'm thinking way too ahead of myself, right? Like we're just visualizing ourselves right there. I know we're trying to keep it really autistic. But yeah, <laughs> by the week, that, by week, right? We gotta get past number eight or number seven first. Yeah. yeah. And, and and next week we'll start taking a look at that because I think things are gonna start to look a little bit more uh, clear, right? As to maybe what are the the three teams, but right now, as it looks, it could be one of our neighboring teams. And just getting past that is going to be tough, right? It's going to be tough if we get a Monterey or an Oakland, which they're going to bring their people, they're going to bring their fans. And all of a sudden, guess what? They got some support in the stands too, right? So that's that's one thing to now We want them to pass, but again. Okay, okay, you're getting ahead of yourself. So <laughs> you guys, let's just say, one of our final parting words is, visualize the back of the net everybody every freaking 11,000 12,000 fans that are at the game and then all of those who have raised their hands in the past that have watched games on tv I see a bunch of you out there visualize the ball in the back of the net we really have to push that ball into the back of the net for us in our favor not against us so let's visualize three four five goals against Las Vegas and all you players and the coaches Let's just get them. Think about that. So go Sac Republic. Let's go. Let's get this. Let's get this next match and we'll talk about it afterwards. Beat Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, y'all, game is on Sunday, 4 p.m. Perfect time. I mean, I don't know everyone's life. I don't know if everyone's busy or not, but I'll be at that game. Sharon and John, I'm sure both of you are probably going to be be at the game as well, but if you can, please, y'all, make it out there. Las Vegas is in last place. The team needs all the support they can get because it's never easy coming off, like, losing a match and having to deal with those goals and then not being able to score a goal in the previous match before that. So they need all the support they can get. We need to get those three points. We need to see a lot of goals if possible. I'm sorry, Las Vegas, but we need goals right now. <laughs> um, but other than that, y'all, we'll see you. Next week, we'll probably be recording our podcast probably on Monday, given that the game is going to be on on a Sunday. 
So that that's probably how it'll be, unless maybe Sharon wants to record it in person or something. <laughs> we could figure that situation out, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it'll probably be on Monday when we get the, the next pod up too. And then I'm also working on seeing if we can get our uh, good friend from Miami FC, Joaquin Rivas, see if he was able to hop on a podcast maybe a week before uh, and, and seeing if we can get his uh, insights on Miami and what to expect for uh, that last match. But y'all, everyone, have a great night. We'll see you next week. And cue the music and don't forget to go to our website, sacksoccerpod.com and leave us a message, please. All right. So, you know, let's just delete that whole thing that I just talked about, Luis. Literally not even as a blooper. That just goes in the trash can. Okay. Can I at least put that last part? So let's just delete people won't know what we're talking about. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just to, people will so, not know, but yeah. Cue the music, but don't forget to log in or go bleh, go to the website, sacksoccerpod.com. Cue the music. Wait, you want to redo that whole thing? Yeah, okay. <laughs>